So again, my name is Glenn Coleman, <laughs> and I am joined as always by my beautiful wife. I'm Tanya. Nice to meet you. And this is Marriage Matters. This is a show where we talk about all things relationships, um, and uh, we just uh, like you know it's prim- primarily marriage, but we like to think that you know this this applies to all areas of uh, all relationships. relationships. So yeah. uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, how are you doing? Other than the technical difficulties. Difficulties. I'm How, good. How's your day been going? It's going pretty good. Good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been enjoying. It. Had a really fun weekend. Got we some did. exciting things coming. Yeah. Uh, we uh, took a trip to New Orleans yesterday. That's all we're gonna say about that. <laughs> um, but some exciting, exciting things coming. So, um, what are we talking about tonight? So we are talking about family first. Okay. And what it means to really means to pick family first. That's okay. what we're talking about tonight. Okay. Cool so, deal. Um, I'll grab my notes here. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, kick it okay. off. Okay. So most of you know, if you have been breathing at all, um, you know there's been a lot of discussion about what's happening in the royal family and Meghan and Harry after their interview with Oprah. So we're not going to get into all of that conversation. We'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, but I want to, we want to use it as an angle for tonight's discussion. Okay. okay. Um, I am, I guess, uh, if I can say a fan of the Royals, I've been one since I was a little girl, since princess Diana. Um, so, you know, I've kind of followed the story and we've watched the crown and all of those different things. Um, so, um, when I found out Oprah was interviewing them, who's also one of my faves, I was like, okay, I have to check this yeah. out. Um, and a lot came out of that conversation. Yeah. So if you if you haven't uh, watched the uh, the Crown, uh, I highly recommend it. That that interview kind of takes on a different light um, when I think when you when you when you've watched the Crown. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, we're going to get into um, the discussion about family first and okay. what does it mean? What does the word of God say about family, your spouse, and, you know, what are the decisions that we should be making as far as that's concerned? Okay. So, you want to kind of get into... I'm, I'm letting you... You, you letting running, me leave. You running the show. Leave. Tanya first. All right. Tanya first tonight. (laughs) Okay, so let's do it. Um, One of the things that, you know, in that conversation um, with Oprah and, you know, just in the news, you can kind of see that, you know, Harry made a decision Mm -hmm. to choose his family first. And Mm -hmm. when I say family first, his wife and his children. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see that. Oftentimes when we're talking with couples or I'm having conversations with women that even some of us quote unquote regular people um, struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there people struggle with where their loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. People struggle with, you know, um, I can't leave my mama. I can't leave my daddy. I can't leave my, my sister, my brother, what have you. Or they're super committed to the relationships with their um, with their family, their their parents and their siblings, and they kind of put the spouse second mm-hmm. or on the back burner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about what does the word say about that? Okay. So if we were to look in the Bible, um, the scripture that talks about um, 
it's Ephesians, not, not Ephesians, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 2. Um, I'm going to read the NIV. It says, um, this explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So mm -hmm. the two now become one. Wow. Okay. And there's another version that says, basically, um, I think that is the King James Version that says, and shall cleave, the man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is very plain and very simple that it is not that you abandon, and we've talked about this before, it's not that you abandon those relationships with your mother, your father, your siblings or what have you, but it's a switch in priorities, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, and that now your wife as the husband, now your wife becomes the priority, right? Mm -hmm. um, or even if you are the wife, your commitment first is to your husband versus your other family members. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in marriages, oftentimes people struggle with that. Sometimes it's because they haven't built the trust enough to um, be that committed to their spouse. And then if that's the case, I have some other questions. You know, mm -hmm. why did we even enter into marriage if we did not feel that we can fully trust this person? Yeah. You know, or fully lean and depend on this person. It's like, it's almost like having one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. You know, um, what does the Bible talk about? You know, being uh, lukewarm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I prefer you hot or cold. Correct. Yeah. You know, choose, yeah. you know. Um, and again, we're not saying choose, um, you, you just completely disown your family, but you have to realize that this covenant in marriage comes before those other relationships. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's something that we kind of, I hate to say harp on or, or pound into the ground. Right. Um, whenever we're, we're dealing with, with premarital counseling, it, it's so very important. I, I like to say, use the word full disclosure. Yeah. Right? Because you have to get all of that stuff out onto the table. You have to. You have to have the conversations because the truth is this, that you are, you're not only marrying this person, but you are marrying, you're marrying the family. You're, you're marrying everything that comes with mm -hmm. that. So it, it's a very good idea to understand and know what those family dynamics look like. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that really, that I heard in that interview with, with uh, uh, Prince Harry and, and I guess Duchess, I think she's a Duchess. Well, we're Meghan. just calling her Megan. Okay, Megan, <laughs> Harry and Megan, um, was she, she's like, I knew, she's like, I knew what, what I was getting into, but I didn't know. Right, the depth. I didn't know the depth mm -hmm. of, you know, because... You know, she was, she's used to being in the public. I mean, she's an actress, right. right? But I don't think she understood what all entailed right. uh, coming into that family. And I, and I think it's so many times that, you know, we don't have those conversations, you know. Um, you know, even stuff, and we, we've said this before, but even stuff as simple as, you know, I don't want to spend, I want to spend Christmas with us as a family. Right. I don't want... You know, I know traditionally everybody goes to, to grandmom's house or right. whatever, but I don't want that. I want us to have our own tradition. And just little things like that mm -hmm. um, can 
can greatly affect a, a marriage. And I think that, you know, not knowing, not having, and, and I mean, we've heard it time and time again. It's like, I didn't know how attached this person was to their family. I didn't, it's like, you know, we're, we're trying to make moves in our lives, but it's like every move we make, it seems like, you know, he, he you know, he or she has to, you know, consult with their parents right. first. Or right. I feel like, you know, that, you know, he or he, his or her parents have more say in our marriage than I would like. So those are all things, you know, those are some of the questions that we always ask our couples mm -hmm. when they're getting ready to get married. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, how do you, how do you feel about, you know, if your spouse, uh, you know, uh, share something with, with, um, with their, with their, with their parents, right. you know, how much input do you want, you know, your parents to have in your marriage? These are all things, you know, in, in that full disclosure that need that full disclosure that needs to be, you know, put out on the table before right. you get married. But I'll say this, if, um, if you are married, mm -hmm. Those are conversations that you definitely need to have. If you have not had them. If you have not had them, you know, so because so many times those are the things that go unsaid and unspoken because, you know, you know, you feel like, well, that's 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 her mom or that's her dad. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come between that relationship. And I'm going to say this and this may sound harsh or this may sound not biblical, but it is. The word of God gives you permission to come before that, that relationship with that parent because now, like Tanya said, you're each other's priority above the family. Right. We ought to leave and cleave, right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess to give Harry his kudos, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that he, he did it. I think he did a great job mm -hmm. with acknowledging you know, the things that Megan was going through. Right. And not to, because so many times, you know, in those situations, you know, you can be like, oh, girl, you know, you're tripping. You know, right, right. Uh, that ain't, that I'll ain't. I give you all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving, you know, you got all this and right. you, you're not happy. What you mean? You're not right. happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, do, you, you married to me, baby. You know, right. I'm the prince. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But he did, I think he did a really good job of not just brushing off. Right. You know, his wife and putting his marriage before. And so some people will look at that and be like, oh, well, well Megan is tripping or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Girl, just get in I don't, line, I don't you know? know all of that. But I do. I, like I said, I do know what I saw. And I saw a man that was willing to to give up all, everything right. for his for his family, for right. his for his wife and his kids. And I don't think when you talk about for better, for worse, and sickness and health, all those things, I don't think that people go into marriage like that right. saying, I, I am willing to give up everything. Because mm -hmm. and, and I know we talk about, you know, not losing yourself in marriage and you are an individual. Sure. But to the level that he committed to this woman, mm -hmm. you know, he 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 said, you know what, I'm going to. I, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the queen says. I don't care what my dad says, my brother, his wife. I don't care none of that. What I'm concerned about right now, what's priority for me right now is my wife and making sure that she's okay. So if that means moving to Canada, that's what we need to do, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, my, and I, and I'm just, I, he didn't say this in so many words, but I can kind of hear the undertone is like, 
I want a relationship with my extended family. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. But not at the cost of my wife. Right. And so I think sometimes we, um, and I'll say as for women, when if you find yourselves in that kind of situation where, you know, you have a wonderful man, you have a wonderful husband, God's blessed you. Um, he's providing financially. He's supporting you. All of these things, you will question yourself and not speak up. Not and we talk all the time about say what you need, right? Mm -hmm. You know, ask for what you need. Say what's on your mind. Open your heart, you know. And I give Megan kudos that even though you know she shared her story about struggling with some um, mental health issues, you know, depression, anxiety, what have you, um, that she did not hold that to herself for a super super long time. She opened up and had that discussion with her husband because she found herself changing. Something is off. Something's not right. I don't feel like myself. All of this is causing me to be outside of my character and I don't I don't like the way I feel. Mm -hmm. So she was very open with him about that and so he as a loving husband took that into consideration and he said that he also saw some of the things that he remembered in his mother, yeah. in his wife. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into that situation, but I feel like as a man, as a husband, he made the decision to say, you know what? Not this time. Yeah. You know, not my wife, not my children, you know, yeah. are not going to be left without their mother. Yeah. You know, um, but we have to take, and I'm saying that to say this, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and be open enough with our husbands, which means that we have to have that that transparency, that trust, that vulnerability to say, hey, I'm not feeling like myself. Yeah. And not always try to wear the superwoman cape where we feel like, oh, I'm just, you know, I, you know, I'll get it together, you know, whatever. I just need to pull myself together. No, open up and talk about how you are feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not feeling right, whether it's in your physical body, your mental state, your emotional state, open up and talk about it. And then husband cannot be dismissive of those feelings. And you have to sit and listen and hear and say, okay, I'm here. I'm with you. How can I help? Yeah. And I think, you know, you have to create this environment of vulnerability in your marriage mm -hmm. because so many marriages don't, we don't talk to each. I mean, we, we talk, but we don't talk about those things. Right. And I think for, um, especially I'll speak from a, a, a man's perspective, mm -hmm. you know, I know for me and, and a lot of men that I talk to, I'm not talking about all men, This if you don't fall into this, then okay. Mm -hmm. But for most men, we have a lot of trouble or we have, we take a lot of issue with expressing ourselves mm -hmm. and, and saying you know, we feel this way or this made me feel that way. So it, it's, it's, uh, and we, we were actually, we were talking with a couple the other night and we were telling them that this is something, it's a skill that you have to practice. Even in your marriage, you have to practice and, and set aside time to say, you know what, for this next, you have to start small for the next 10 minutes. We're going to be open and honest right. with each other. We talk about it all the time. All, talk about everything openly, honestly, often. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're going to we're going to make that time to do that. And like Tanya said, you have to allow your spouse. I, I, I tell Tanya this not all the time. I'm just now learning this, mm -hmm. you know, within the last maybe six months. 
but I, I told her we were talking about something the other day and it was a situation uh, with our family and she was she was angry about it. I wouldn't say angry, but you were upset about it. And I was just kind of telling you and, and I and I tend to be very uh, I'm a very practical person. So when I see something from the outside, I'll say, well, what you do need to do is A, B and C. Mm-hmm. And I could kind of tell that she was taking she was receiving what I was saying, but it was coming off very uh, preachery, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and I said, hey, you have a right to be upset. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to give each other permission to feel how, to we, feel. Feel how we feel mm-hmm. and not say, oh, come on, girl, you're tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think so many times men and women in relationships are forced to deal with those things alone. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and that's how, you know, people wind up, you know, after, you know, 10, 15, 20 years or whatever, you know, after the kids leave, then they get divorced because they never, they, they had, it's all these things right. that were, that they were holding inside and, and battling through by their own, on their own, and they never spoke up about it. Mm-hmm. And so when the thing that really was holding the marriage together were the kids, when they leave, then boom, it's, it's it. like, okay, I'm not, I'm not putting up with this anymore right. because I can only imagine, I'm sorry, no, I'll let you go, but I can only imagine how, how suffocating that can be mm-hmm. is to be dealing with, you know, those type of thoughts that she was having and not being able to. You know, she didn't have it. She didn't really have any family around. She didn't have anybody to go to. And to think that I couldn't go to my, it would really break my heart if if I ever found out that there was something that Tanya was dealing with and she wasn't, she didn't feel safe enough coming to me. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't feel safe coming to me, then I'm not doing my job as a husband. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel safe going to her, then she's not doing her job as my wife. Exactly. I was going to say, and you you just actually just hit it um, in... Ephesians 5, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And what did he do? What did Christ do for the church? It says that he gave himself up for her. Yeah. What does that look like? That looks like sacrifice. Yeah. That looks like that if, and so here's, and I'll, I'll say this other thing about kind of making my point about Megan and Harry. So I heard a, um, a news commentator make a discussion about, I mean, make a, a comment about Megan's history with her family and that she doesn't have a super close relationship with her dad. Their their relationship is, you know, they're not connected mm-hmm. and other family members. Where well, here's what I realized that I don't think he may be paying attention to is that Megan seems to me as a person that sets up good boundaries and she's not for having toxic relationships. And so when you're in the middle of family stuff that's not healthy and it breeds toxicity, she makes a decision that, you know what, I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to live with that. And she puts distance. And when she was, that was not in her control, so to speak, to do, then she began to struggle with mental health issues. How many of you have ever been in a relationship? And I've experienced it myself, not in my marriage, but in other parental relationships where I literally felt not parental relationships. I'm sorry. Other family relationships (laughs) or just relationships, just relationships period where you literally feel like there is no room for you emotionally in this situation. Like I feel like I can't 
have a feeling. Mm -hmm. I can't have an opinion. And so therefore it begins to build up stuff on the inside. Um, you struggle with depression, with anxiety, because when you're not able to get that out and you suppress it, that's how those challenges come on. We all experience it at some form, in some form or fashion, at some point in our lives, we have all experienced it. Um, but it's in how we learn to manage and handle it. Um, that gets us to the other side of it. I hope, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. if you, if you've ever experienced that, I, there's no room for me to express what I really think and feel in this relationship that does something to you emotionally. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I can only imagine that there was some of that going on. And so my encouragement to you is if you're in relationships with people where you feel like you don't have that room, you may need to think about setting some healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, you may need to think about making some adjustments and pushing past some of the fear and speaking up for yourself and saying, hey, you know, I don't feel like I can be honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't feel like, you know, that all of the decisions that you're making are good for us or good for me. You mm -hmm. know, so maybe we can work together to make some adjustments or I need to make some changes. Yeah. And I'll say again, you know, because Tanya Chi made reference to just relationships in general. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to marriage, you know, I, you don't have, you can't say I need space or, you know, I need. Correct. So what you said was having that conversation. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm just reiterating here. If Tanya tells me that, what she just said, mm -hmm. I can't say, um, you know, well, that's not true. Right. Mm -hmm. What you mean? I don't make space for you. That's not true. Well, I say that because I've, I'm, and this is something I've had to learn. I can't tell Tanya how to feel. Mm -hmm. Tanya feels how she feels. And the way she feels, it's based on more than what's happening right now. Sure. The, the way you feel about something has to do with how you were raised. And it's, it's just a whole life experiences. Life experiences. Yeah. Other relationships. And I know I'm not saying that that's fair, but it's, it's truth. It's her truth. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, again, we have to we have to set up and, and make room for vulnerability in our marriages. Mm -hmm. We have to be open and honest. And we number and above all of this, like I said earlier, we have to learn to choose. I'm going to this relationship. I, I always say outside of my relationship with Christ, mm -hmm. the relationship that I have with Tanya is the next most important relationship in my life. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I used to say, you know, it was Christ, Tanya, my kids and then everything else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I heard, uh, I forgot who, I think it was Bill Johnson. He mm -hmm. said, if Christ is first, then there are no seconds. Exactly. You know, because, exactly. you know, he, he'll, he'll, he'll he lead you and he'll, order. and he has done that. You know, mm -hmm. he has, he has highlighted things, you know, in my heart where it's like, okay, you need to maybe spend some more time with your kids. You're, mm -hmm. you know, and even right now, I, I'm, I'm kind of, there's an area where I'm kind of, I'm going a little overboard, but I know that the reason why I'm doing that is because, I know and can see the end of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I can just work on it, then it'll be done and I'm putting it away. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, you know, just making room for each other and, and allowing each other to speak, allowing each other to speak truth and, and to talk about, you know, um, or just speak my truth. Yeah. And I'll just say that. that yeah. I think that's important. We have to give each other um, 
that room. And like you said, you know, we cannot um, dismiss it. You know, we have to, even if it's not true for you, even if you don't see it the same way, you still cannot dismiss that person's feelings or their perspective, you yeah. know, or their understanding. What I do, um, I think I want to go back to say is that we're not saying that if your marriage is experiencing that where your spouse may not be seeing things your way or may not be validating your truth. We're not saying that you shouldn't be with that person. What we are saying is that you all need to get together and you need to work on it or reach out for help, you know, from a counselor, um, life coach, you know, your pastor, someone um, to help you walk through it. Um, but make sure that these are individuals who are not going to be one-sided, that they're yeah. not going to, oh, they're going to have your spouse's side or they're going to have, you know, they're going to have the husband's side or the wife's side. Make sure that these are people that are going to be able to be neutral about the situation, look at it from a neutral st uh, standpoint, or uh, if it's, you know, people that you know that you're close to, that they love you and your spouse both, they love the Lord and they are for your marriage. So yeah. they're not going to be one-sided in any way, they will tell you when you're wrong and they will tell them when they are wrong because they want to make sure that the marriage is right. Yeah. So make sure that, you know, you're not misjudging what we're saying and do realize that if it's something that's happening in your marriage, it can be fixed. It can, if you put in the work, it can be fixed. Yeah. It can be healed. So yeah. I wanted to, um, to put that out yeah. there. And I want to throw this in there. You know, one of the scriptures that we do, we use with our, um, with our couples, uh, we do in premarital counseling. Uh, we talk about Ephesians six, uh, mm -hmm. verse one. I think mm -hmm. I wrote it down yeah. here. Ephesians six and one, and it talks about children obeying your parents in the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, for this is uh, for for that is uh, uh, that is accept their guidance and their discipline as his representatives. Mm -hmm. For this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self discipline. So here's the thing that you got to understand about that. It says children. Ah. It says children, children. right? Um, whenever you are married, you are no longer. I mean, I'm still my mother's son, mm -hmm. but before my mother's son, I'm I'm Tanya's husband, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, what we tell our couples that we we um, that we do premarital pre counseling with is that um, there's a difference in um, in honoring and obeying. Yes. When when you are under your your parents' covering, then the Bible tells us you are to obey them. Correct. After that, it's it's an honor. So I honor yes. my mother. Yes. She's watching tonight. Hello, hey, mother. Mama. <laughs> I honor her, but best believe if I have to choose, mm -hmm. you know, I have to choose my wife first because she is my priority. Mm -hmm. You know, that we have some friends of ours, um, and I, I'm not gonna say their names, but they, they told us this story about, you know, um uh the son uh, the son and his family would take this trip every year, this road trip every year to go visit other family. And he said, you know, every year, you know, my mom was sitting in the front seat with me when I drove and, you know, it was a time for us to catch up and just talk and, you know, just, you know, it was kind of, you know, our time. Right. He said, but after I got married, we were taking the trip again and my mom got in the front seat. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, my wife, you know, she was kind of like, you know, didn't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. So she got in the back. Mm -hmm. And he said, I said, mom, you know, what you doing? He's like, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, Doing what I always did. He's right. like, well, no, this is not your seat anymore. <laughs> this seat belongs to my wife. And he said, you know, of course, his mom wasn't uh, super wasn't duper ha happy about it. <laughs> but he said, but I tell you what, what that did for his wife, mm -hmm. you know, 
And again, that's cultivating that that uh, environment of vulnerability. It's cultivating, and it's it is letting. It's like it's letting your wife know that you choose her. Yeah. You know, and I know you talk about this a lot, and I know that's one thing. I, well, I know for you, security, mm-hmm. and not just financially, but just knowing that I'm going to choose you. Sure. You know, and 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 that does something. To a person when they always feel like when when you feel like your spouse is always choosing their family mm-hmm. before you, it's like so. What you what did you marry me for? Right, right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So it's very important that you you know. I always say you know where my loyalty lies with with my wife. You know, and and even you know sometimes it and this has never happened because mm-hmm. she's always right. You know, I am. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> okay. always right. But even if you know if she's wrong, then I have to, I have to be on her side. And the 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 correction happens, not correction, but that discussion, discussion yes. happens privately. Privately, absolutely. But as far as my family is concerned, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be on her mm-hmm. side, no matter what. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know how. How many times, you know, do people not see that, that they will quickly, although their spouse may be in the wrong, they will have the discussion with them, rather that be in front of their other family members, in front of their children, they will have that discussion in front of other people. And so now you are giving other people permission to disagree strongly. Mm -hmm. Now they can disagree, but what I'm saying is that behavior and how they treat your wife. So when you, if you are in and get into an argument or disagreement in front of other family members or your children, now they have permission to treat them in a negative way, you know? And so it's important even for me that I'm always going to back Glenn up. And if I don't agree nobody's going to know that I don't agree, mm-hmm. but him. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on in private, even with our kids. We may not be on the same page, but they don't know that we're not on the same page. We're mm-hmm. going to show, you know, a united front in front of them and then have the discussion on where we need to come into agreement at later on. Yeah. I think that's super, super important that couples realize that and they understand that. What I do know is that y'all, we treat, we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and when it comes to your marriage, you as the bloodline of that side of the family, you treat your family how to treat your spouse. You teach. You teach. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you teach your family how to treat your spouse. And so if you're disrespectful, dishonorable in front of them, they're going to be disrespectful and dishonorable if they have that type of mindset and that type of part. You mm-hmm. know, um, if you have family members who can be completely objective, and they will come to you and say, hey, Glenn, you're wrong, you know, for the way that you spoke to your wife or the way that you treated her or what have you. That is wonderful. But in my experience and what I've seen, you know, with working with other couples, I haven't seen much of that, mm-hmm. you know, um, to where family can be that objective. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, that's it is what it is. You have to have really, really healthy people um, that are able to function that way. And that's our goal is for us to be that healthy, 
you know, um, and for us to help other couples become that healthy. Yeah. So, so I guess, you know, kind of wrapping this up tonight, you know, one of the things that are, are the main thing is like, I, like we said, if we learn anything from uh, Harry and Meg, Harry and Megan is how to put family first mm -hmm. and how to um, ensure that, and I don't know what they did to cultivate that type of environment. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, uh, and I hate to, I said we wrapping up, but I hate to keep going back. But I remember one of the things that just kind of struck me and kind of pulled at my, my heartstrings mm -hmm. was when she talked about, when she told Harry this and they were on their way to like a ball or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Oprah looked at it. She's like, you know, what do you see in this picture? Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, you know, you look beautiful. You and Harry mm -hmm. look so well put together. She said, I see how tight he's holding my yes. hands. Yes. And she said, he, I had just told him mm -hmm. and he, he was so protective of me mm -hmm. and he, he wanted to make sure that I was okay. And I thought that was yeah. so amazing. Yeah, that's and that's, that's what, that's what marriage is about. Right. It's about holding each other tight through the tough times. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, we, we used to, when we do met, when we do weddings, we were kind of, you know, being more progressive with, with our vows or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and we uh, took the for better or for worse out, right? you know, cause we're like, oh, you know, well, we won't speak death right. over we'll people. Speak yeah. We won't speak life. But I told you, you know, we need to put that You're back right. in right? because people need to know that mm -hmm. it's, that's not the time to tuck tail and run. This yep. is what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. This is what you signed up for. So that means there may be some times where you have you may have to pull away from some things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes pulling away from some things may be pulling away from family. Mm -hmm. You know, so and there's been some times where in our life we had to pull away from ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, it. I, I didn't want my kids to be the kids that say, you know, God took my dad. Right. Or they. I didn't want them to feel like the, the, the church... Uh, organization mm -hmm. came before them. Right. Now, God is always, but you, you got what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. You got what I'm saying. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, I always say, you know, there's a scripture that says, well, profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose mm -hmm. his soul. Well, I kind of tweaked that a little bit to say, well, profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his family. Mm -hmm. You know, and so whatever area it is that you are, who, if you act, if I asked your wife right now, who is your guys? If I ask your wife right now, what's the number one priority for your husband? What do you think your wife would say? And why vice versa? Mm -hmm. If I asked, if, if if I asked your husband, what's your wife's number one priority? Mm -hmm. What would they say? What would they say? You know, and, and for some people, it may they may say it's our kids. That shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Your kids should not come before, and I know that may be. Yeah, that's hard for mamas. <laughs> I, I know, but it, it's it shouldn't because again, our job is to raise them up mm -hmm. and and teach them and release them into the world. That's it. So when they're gone, I still got the you Arrows. know you send them out. Yeah, I still got the uh, this still yeah. this got to work yeah. right because I'm in this for until Jesus come back. That's it. Or you know if if we. Turn, you know, I don't know, 120, what is it? And, and die together. I don't know. Um, so, but my point is, is that we've got to put, we've got to start putting each other first. So, so cultivating uh, atmosphere of vulnerability. And what that looks like is you have to be honest with your spouse. When you don't like something or when something is bothering you, speak up, mm -hmm. use your mouth, say what's on your heart, say what's on your mind, right? 
in a in in a, in a respectable way, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Um, so cultivating that atmosphere of vulnerability, and when that happens, number two, when that happens, the the person that's receiving this information, you can't just write that off. Right. You can't say that's not right. true. You can't say uh, that didn't happen because if that's the way they saw it, uh, how do they say it? Um, Perception is reality. Yeah. So if that's the way they saw it, then that's the way they're perceiving it. Exactly. Then it was real for them. Right. And the third one is once, especially I'll speak to the ladies, especially to you ladies, when a man does ultimately become vulnerable to you, mm-hmm. and it goes both ways, mm-hmm. but I'm saying especially because this most of the time this happens, you know. Right. It's more difficult for a man. Yeah. To be vulnerable. But, but when he does that, do not use that vulnerability oh, against please him. Please don't. Or and then you know with the, with the with the husband to the wife to yeah. do, don't ever use those vulnerabilities against them, you know because if you do that then you have just you it, it's, it's it's probably never going to happen again or it'll be a long time before right. they're ever open right. and vulnerable with you ever again. Yeah, you have to have that safe space for one another, you yeah. know, um, to create and you know this is for wives creating that atmosphere to where. When your husband goes out and he's quote unquote, you know, he's he's going to work, he's battling the world or what have you, and he comes home that you have created a safe space for him. You know, if he needs to um to kind of get out, you know, his frustrations or he needs to lay in your arms and, and cry, or you just hold him, that you create that safe space for him, or if he's, you know, upset with someone on the job or a family member and he's vulnerable with you and he says that, you know, shares that with you. It's never a good idea to bring that up later on when you guys are, you know, in heated fellowship. <laughs> you know, it's never a good idea to throw that back up in his face. Yeah. And definitely, you know, um, as Glenn said, vice versa, you know, we have to save space for one another. We have to um, create a safe space to where this is this guy knows all my secrets. If there is a secret to be known from the time I was one until now, I, he knows it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. about me that he doesn't know. There's nothing um, that anyone can say to him that he doesn't already know. Yeah. Um, because we have created that in our marriage. We have created um, that openness and we've talked about, you know, things from our past and all of those different things, guys. So it's it's having those hard conversations. We always get back to we have to have hard yeah. conversations. Yeah. We have to be open. We have to be speak honest. We have to speak our truth. Yeah. You know, if you see something in me that you see is just a little off. I seem, you know, like I'm not taking care of myself mentally, emotionally, physically, or what have you. You know, it is for my betterment that you come to me and you say, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, even if I am, if I'm not being open, you know, as the spouse, it's okay to go and you should go to your spouse and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, um, you look a little different. Something seems off, you know, can I help you with something? You know, um, check in on one another. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else on that? No, I think, um, we just wanted to bring more awareness to, um, what it means to choose and put family first. Yeah. Um, because, Sometimes uh, people really get that uh, the dynamics of that twisted and um, 
it really causes a lot of heartache and heartbreak in marriages. So we just wanted to bring that to you guys this evening. Yeah, yeah. So choose each other first. Above yes. everything, above family, above everything, you got to choose each other. Always choose each other. So that's all we got for you this time. So this is Glenn and Tanya Coleman. You This is Glenn and Tanya Coleman reminding you that your marriage matters. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.